Hey everyone, Barack Obama here. And I know what you're thinking. What is the 44th president of the United States doing on the intro to this podcast? The answer is simple. I'm bored as hell. There's nothing left to do after being president than make Spotify playlists and listen to the No Pants podcast. Babes, my people, episode 42 of the No Pants Podcast. How we doing, man? Yes. Oh, yeah. But, dude, we trust that voice, dude. We trust the low voice, especially on radio stations. Dude, any alternative radio station. like, And they have the weirdest names, too. They'll be like, 1078, The Muff. Like, wait, dude. Are you called The Muff? Is your station called The Muff? What is going on, man? 107 8 The Razor. Like, okay, man. Like what? The Razor? You're cutting everybody? 1076 The Sword. Like, okay, man. Like, you know. What are you just going into battle? Are we in 300? I just want to hear like a Pearl Jam song. We're going into battle. What's going on, man? A lot of things in this world a little too intense. Like a little too intentionally intense, you know? I was shopping for soap the other day, and uh, there was a five-in-one body wash made by some company, and it was like, you know, galactic spray or something like that. I'm just like, you know, just call it soap. I just want soap. I'm not trying to enter into an intergalactic space war. I just want to wash my balls, you know? just like, I just want soap to wash my balls. Why don't we tone it down? with the body wash lingo, you know? I, I'm not in Starship Troopers, just want to wash my arms and face with some soap. Don't need, don't, also don't need it to be five in one, dude. Look, I know as guys, we're lazy pieces of shit most of the time, but I don't need everything that washes my body to be in one bottle. You could keep it separate. It's all right if you keep it separate. I'm not going to be mad if I have to buy a couple of separate things to wash different areas of my body, it's okay. That's part of the process. I don't know who they're... I, don't, I guess there are just guys out there that are just like, fuck it, man. And just one bottle for everything. Um, I feel like those are the guys that are probably still wearing cargo shorts in 2019. Maybe it's for them. And uh, if so, great. Congratulations, guys. You've got your own body wash. Anyway, guys, how are we doing? Episode 42, back again. I'm just checking in, man. I'm just checking in. Am I am I going crazy on the podcast lately? No, dude. Am I checking in with you periodically because I want to say hi? Yes, and that's what I'm doing today. Does it sound better? I think this might sound a little better. We switched out the old mixer, got a Avid inbox in here, got a little new Mac computer. Um, got a little setup revamp, you know, and so uh, pretty excited about that. We're revamping the setups, babies. We're improving gonna have some video in here pretty soon excited about that i'm trying to figure out what what to do for video man should i just use my phone should i like what should i really do for video like should i buy a camcorder should i rent a camcorder dude there's 14 million places where you could just rent stuff these days and everything is subscription based you pay on a monthly fee and that's it you get this dope camera so maybe i'll do that i don't know i'll figure it out i got stuff to do you know i got i'm working you know, am I a full-time entertainer? No. Uh, do I have a day job where I have to spend a large chunk of my time doing that so I can pay my bills? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm doing. A lot of the times that's why I'm not able to do 14,000 podcasts a week. Uh, if you want to give me money, 
so I can have time to do 14,000 podcasts a week. I would love that. I feel like maybe I'm not worthy of that yet when it comes to the podcast. I'm still trying to, dude, I'm still trying to make this just super entertaining, man. There's so many podcasts out there these days, and I'm not trying to psych myself out or anything. I'm just being realistic. There's a lot of podcasts these days. Uh, there's a lot of good content out there, a lot of true crime podcasts. Dude, you people, you mother, you, y'all are sick, dude. So many true crime podcasts, and they're all disgusting. They're all just like, 14 children were sexually assaulted and thrown into a pit in the ground. And everybody's like, okay, cool, I'll listen to this. I'll listen to this entire episode. Tell me about the child molestation and murder. I want to listen to this. Dude, there is a lot of that crap. Sometimes people put it on in the mornings, and I'm just like, this is ruining my day. Why don't you turn this off? Because I'm trying to eat eggs, and I don't want to hear about children being molested and murdered while I'm eating my eggs with my tapatio hot sauce. Maybe let's not combine those two things. But I feel like a lot of people are into it. Hey, man, whatever you're into, I don't, I don't know. You're, I'm, But I'm silently judging you is what I'm saying. So I'm silently judging you. And I'm sorry, you know, look, do we want to act like we don't judge anyone? Yes. Uh, are we all judging people anyway? Yes, dude. I'm just honest about it, okay? Do I judge you on some things? Yes. Am I, am I doing a, am I, do I, do, am I generally a judgy person? Not really. But do I judge people, you know, based on patterns and whatnot, kind of, you know, in my day-to-day life, maybe just on a baseline trying to figure out who I should hang out with and who I shouldn't hang out with, you know? And uh, let's not act like we don't all do that as people. You know, I know it's a liberal time. We like to act like nobody judges. Hey, dude, we all judge. We all judge the shit out of everything. And uh, maybe let's just be a little more more upfront about it is all I'm saying. Dude, what is up? How are we doing? Episode 42, checking back in. It's a, it's a brilliant September day, dude. It's, September, it's a September day. I'm going to go to sleep. Wake me up when September ends, you know. Uh, except, no, I'm not going to sleep for a whole month. Uh, I got got shit to do. Uh, how are we doing, man? I just got back from the river last week, spent some time on vacation with my family, uh, or at least my mom's side of the family. Uh, the cool thing about having uh, parents that split a while ago is you got to get two families, and it's, uh, it's a pretty dope thing when you think about it. I got two Christmases as a kid, you know, always get two Christmases. Two Thanksgivings, double the food. Uh, maybe that's why I'm a little obese as a as an adult. Probably not, but let's blame it on that anyway because I like to fan responsibility. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. My mom's side of the family went out, kicked it with uh, my stepbrother and my real brother and my sister-in-law and my two nephews who are just beacons of light into this world. And, uh, man, I've got a four-year-old nephew that, like, I walked out of the – I got out of the car – when I was pulling up to the cabin and he, he ran up to me and he was like, I haven't seen you in three years. And I was like, yeah, buddy, you're four. I saw you when you were literally an infant. Why are you telling me that? I'm supposed to tell you that you're four years old. What are you Stewie from family guy? And, uh, he's really smart, man. He's uh he's just going to own things when he's older, just going to own stuff. You know, he's one of those kids where you see him and you're just like, Oh, you're going to own stuff. I already know that you're going to own property and businesses and you're five i can already tell this is the trajectory you're either going to own property and businesses or you're just going to be a sociopath and just you know be a serial killer one of those two roads that's what you're going to go down hopefully it's the it's the former uh most of the time it's the former sometimes you get the bad seeds and you end up with the kid from the omen or uh maybe that other one where macaulay wasn't wasn't macaulay culkin like an evil kid at one point he played like an evil kid 
and he like murdered a friend. He like threw a friend off a treehouse, the good son or something like that. Nobody talks about the good son, do they? They just talk about Home Alone. Act like Macaulay Culkin never did that movie where he murdered people as a seven-year-old. Let's talk about that a little bit more, huh? He's not an angel. He's not completely innocent. And uh, it's time that we uncover that. Dude, what is up? How are we doing? Just hanging, man. Just chilling. Like I said, man, just checking in. Not doing a lot of these podcasts these days. Doing some stand-up. I've really just been working, dude. Got a new job. Got a new job at a new restaurant. It's uh, basically just a real restaurant. I was working at a chain restaurant for a while. Uh, just because it was an easy gig to get after I got laid off a couple years ago. And uh, picked it up. And uh, it turns out the people there were fantastic. It was really fun to work. At, made some uh, decent coin at some point and uh you know it's one of those things kind of just stuck with it for a little bit wasn't killing me and then one day a surprise 30 top of very angry haitians walked in a couple months ago and uh they were all for some reason they're all adults drinking apple juice and that was just annoying right off the bat and uh then they're all just angry and hungry and uh there were 30 of them and it's and also they just didn't speak english very well so it's like you know i can understand being hangry uh, but don't be hangry and demanding while you're not speaking English very well. It's just, you know, too much for it. And I was uh, standing there ringing up all this food and uh, trying to control this chaos that was 30 non-English people all yelling at me at the same time in their food orders. And uh, I just thought to myself, you know, there's an age at which you put up with this, and uh, I am well past that age, and I'm not, I can't do this job anymore. So, got a job at a new restaurant that's my day gig and uh it's nice man there's an actual chef he's like a nice guy and he's like hey taste this dope food that i just made and i'm like yeah let's let's do that let's taste this dope food and you feel like you're on i feel like i'm going to flavor town every day when i go to work and it's really nice uh anyway you know restaurants are dope dude restaurants are a cool place to work at if you are of a certain temperament and mentality in the world uh i think they're overall a place where a lot of artists like to work. Uh, and I don't say that in a pretentious way, like, oh, I'm an artiste. I'm just saying, you know, if you're a musician, uh, if you're a, like a, you know, painter, uh, you know, a professional frog wrestler, uh, you know, an ice sculptor, uh, one of those piano guys that plays at those goat mask Illuminati orgy parties, I'm just saying a good day job for those types of things is a restaurant. You know, it's a pretty cool place. Usually, People like that are into good food. Uh, usually a lot of people are into good food. That's a really weird statement to make. Like, oh, only artists are into good food. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying it just pairs well. That's all I'm saying. Like a bourbon pairs with a good steak, you know. I don't know, man. Dude, wine or bourbon with steak, uh, nothing nothing better. Hey, nothing better than like a good steak and then like a glass of like $30 bourbon. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, what? Or like a, dude, filet mignon medium rare, and then like a good solid Cabernet, you know, Merlot with it. Oh, what am I, Cypher from the Matrix? What's going on? Anyway, dude, good to be here, man. Restaurants are dope, man. What's going on, dude? I cannot. Dude, restaurants are dope, man. I cannot, dude, I cannot work in offices, bro. I cannot work in offices anymore. I made this uh, decision, uh, made this decision, I don't know, man, kind of recently. I, not early decision. I just kind of came to the realization. It's like, hey, dude, I can't. I can't work in an office. I can't do that anymore. I, dude, for the longest time, I was like, should I just not work at the service industry? Then I'm just like, no, I'll just work in a... Do a friend of mine was just like, you should just work at a dope restaurant. And I was like, yeah, man, that's probably the way to go. And uh, guess what? He was right because I have a lot of smart friends. And uh, dude, I have a lot of smart friends. I have a lot of smart family. 
I'm the luckiest man alive just because I'm kind of an idiot, but I surround myself with really smart people. And if you're kind of an idiot, just try surrounding yourself with really smart people. It works out. You know, it works out. Then somehow they kind of, it's like osmosis. If you just surround yourself with smart people, sometimes you get lucky and you soak it in. And uh, that's the story of my life. The autobiography of it. My autobiography will just be like, oh, I'm an idiot surrounded by smart guys. The autobiography of Andrew Dalton. Total moron surrounded by smart people. The autobiography of Andrew Dalton. And, uh, you know, that's just going to be the name of my... Oh, uh, another one. Uh, oh, I oh I tripped over myself for the seventh time today. Uh, the autobiography of Andrew Dalton. I spilled this coffee on my face while I was trying to pour it into my face. The autobiography of Andrew Dalton. Oh, look, there's butter in my hair. The autobiography of Andrew Dalton. Oh, my cat just jumped on my face while I'm trying to go to sleep. The autobiography of Andrew Dalton. Anyway, dude, what's going on, man? Offices are crazy, dude. You ever work in an office and then like you have that one person? I don't know if you, re- I don't know if you remember this as uh, some of you might not be old enough to remember, uh, like being in an office and where when all the computers in the office were white. Like there was a time where computer manufacturers would just be like, what should, what color should we make these computers? And somebody else was just like, how about coffee stained tooth white? And it's just like, everything's like kind of off white and beige. And the, and somebody else is like, oh, that's a great color to make these computers. And then, so for like 20 years, all computers were just like a weird off white. And it just, it looked kind of weird, um, but we just rolled with it. Cause you know, people just take what they're given. And uh, you just have these kind of like tech, you can make like screensavers, like your own screensaver where it's just like text that like bounced off the walls of the monitor or whatever. And uh, you'd have that like one or two people, like a lot of times, especially you working in the United States, you're surrounded by a lot of religious folk. Most of the time, they're pretty nice, pretty decent, grew up with a lot of them, pretty uh, smart people, all in all, all things considered. Uh, you know, and, but sometimes you work with the, the, the religious person that's just a little off, you know, just like they'll have the weird, they'll just have like weird Bible verses on their computer screens. And like, sometimes they'll go to lunch and you'll look back at it and like bouncing across their screen, it'll be like Ezekiel 23, 20. And then, and there she lusted after her lovers with genitals of donkeys and emissions of horses. And you're just like, okay, first of all, I don't see how that verse applies to your life at all. Second of all, how is that in the Bible? And then you look it up you're like, oh, that's an actual verse in the Bible. And then you reconsider everything you ever knew about organized religion for the rest of your life. And so that's just a thing, you know, some dude, uh, just offices. And this isn't the reason I don't work in an office anymore. But, dude, you would have that one person in an office where everybody's just kind of like, yeah, this guy might shoot up the office, you know, like this guy. If there was a person that was or sometimes it was a it was a woman, which was even more troubling because you're just like, oh, you know, women aren't supposed to shoot places up. And then you'd be like, oh, but, but, uh, you know, like, you know, what's a, what would be a good crazy lady name? Like, I can, you know, I can't think, now, okay, I can't think of a good crazy woman name, but like, you know, oh, she, you know, you just be freaked out. I don't know, man. It's just sometimes you just have really great, there's always that one weird person at the office where everybody, uh, people kind of avoid, you know, and then there's like one person that eats lunch with them. Uh, you know, try to make, and then you, and then you're like, it's not like school where like, 
in school, it's just like, oh, you, there's a weird kid, but there's not really a weird, there's not a reason for him to be an outcast because it's weird and you're all kids because, so everybody's really weird. So if you just make friends with them, it'll be okay. But like once you get past a certain age, it's like you, you should, you should probably figure out how to not be that weird in, a, in an office setting in it. You know, if you never figure it out, probably something a little wrong with you. And so, uh, you know, and then there's so you just, you don't want to eat lunch with them. Like you try to be nice to them and then like, you walk, dude. There's always that time where you try to befriend that like outcast in adult life, like in an office, and you're you sit down with them at lunch, and you're just like, "Hey, man, how's your day going?" And like, "Tell me about you or whatever." And then they just go off on a tangent that just careens into nothingness. Thirty seconds into them opening their mouths, and you immediately regret asking them. You know, like you just say, "Hey, man, how's your day going?" And they're like, "Well, let me tell you about Alex Jones's theory on." on fluoridation of the water and chemtrails. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, I immediately regret that decision. I'm never being nice to anyone ever again. And uh, there's always that person at the office, dude. I don't know. It's crazy, man. I think I just decided recently and, or just came to the realization that, like, I have to work. I do, I, Dude, I don't know, man. I have to work in, like, a physical, like, an environment that's, like, oriented towards kind of just like physical labor, you know, and waiting tables isn't exactly construction, but you're always walking around, you're, you're, you know, you're handling food, you're preparing dishes, maybe you're garnishing things because you're a server, you're not necessarily the expo or anything like that. So you, you see, you're kind of always kind of using your hands, you're engaging with other people face to face. And uh, it's a good practice to be in, especially if you're somebody like me who maybe has a little penchant towards stand-up comedy or wants to pursue that further. And sometimes, dude, sometimes I'll just treat a good, like my best days as a server, I'll just treat uh, treat every table like a mini stand-up set. And I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to throw out jokes, you know, like my stand-up jokes while I'm pouring them wine. Like, hey, man, it's summer, so I like washing my balls or something like that. I'm not going to talk about stand-up stuff. But, you know, you know, get, give them a little quip, get, make them laugh. Uh, pretty quickly into saying hello and greeting yourself, walk away, have them forget you, but you know, have them have like a friendly feeling about you. And I figure I've realized it's kind of a good practice for stand up, dude. Just you know, the general, the general practice of just not being afraid to engage someone face to face. Maybe, uh, maybe a diminishing commodity in modern life, man. Where you're just, I know that I had to teach myself that. I had to teach myself through jobs and stuff just how to not be scared to engage people face to face and just talk to them and just not be scared of them, man. Just not be scared of interactions and things like that. I don't know, man. Maybe you're the same way. Maybe you're not. Maybe you've had no problem with that your whole life. But personally, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to teach myself that skill. Definitely, man. One-on-one. -on -one. And uh, sometimes you just, sometimes you just, you just decide you're like, man, I can't do that. You gotta go do something else. But I don't know, man. It's kind of good to keep that machine primed in my brain and uh, keep the inertia going because I don't know, man. There's something about physical exercise where like it's better that I force it into my daily routine through work because, dude, if you're one of those people that just wake up every morning and go work out, I what are you, what are you Aquaman? Like, how do you? How do you do that? You know, I have to wake up and just stare into the, the quiet nothingness for like 10 minutes before I even know what's going on. You know, just no coffee. Just wake up and sit, stare out into the into the fields like Forrest Gump on his porch. Just, just stare. And then my brain's like, all right, let's do this. You know, so I don't know, man. It's crazy, man. Hardcore people out there. Hardcore living, dude. 
what is going on, man? I don't know, man. Crazy stuff happening in the world, bro. And broettes. I didn't mean to say bro. Broettes. I don't know. Sometimes I say bro ironically, but man, dude, crazy. Uh, my cousin is a sheriff's deputy in Odessa. And uh, he was one of the dudes that had to chase the shooter around last week. And uh, it was pretty scary, man. It was a scary. He's all right. Uh, you know, he wasn't uh, one of the officers shot. Um, but I'm thankful that he's okay, man. And it's crazy. I think we can be. Uh, I think we can be modern humans in the Western world and uh, liberal, liberally minded. I say that loosely. I say liberal, Western, liberal loosely, not in terms of like Democrats and Republicans, but just like a West. You could be a Western liberal and kind of belittle the idea of of public speakers and people publicly saying that they offer up thoughts and prayers in light of the in light of these situations. And it's easy to dismiss that and say, like, well, you're not coming up with a solution. But man, once you're your your blood is involved in uh, something like that, and you have a family member, or a close loved one that is uh, in danger when one of these situations arises in that moment. You don't really know if they're okay or not. You know that you won't know for an hour or two, or maybe till the next day. There's nothing that's quite as just nurturing in that moment as someone offering up thoughts and prayers and. If you're not a religious person, you don't think about it a lot, man. But I'd be lying if I said that people say that said they were praying in that moment were helping in a way. At least with me, I don't know if they're helping in a physical manifestation of what's going on. But dude, if I'm being real and I'm being vulnerable with you right now, people that were saying they were praying for everybody involved, that that just comforted me so much, man. And it's it's crazy, dude. I'm not a very religious person. Uh, I don't consider myself a very religious person. Um, but sometimes, man, I, I appreciate it. Sometimes I want those prayers, man. Sometimes, dude, sometimes I will call my mom or I'll get in touch with somebody that I know that is more, a little more spiritual, a little more, more religious, and uh, I will ask him to pray for me, man. And uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the act itself of knowing that uh, someone out there is looking for you, and, uh, but uh, it helps, dude. It's crazy how that helps, man. I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't think you can explain it either if we're being honest, but dude, that was crazy. He's all right, man. He's all good, uh, but dude, props to, uh, f- props to first responders, man. Props to people who go out there and uh, are just kind of that shield between civilization and uh, chaos, man. I don't think those people get enough credit these days uh, for what they do positively. I know that there's a lot of things that go on in how the public and people uh, interface with uh, law enforcement, and there's issues that we have to work out when it comes to that and how law enforcement treats certain groups of people and uh, how they interface and how their training comes into play when it comes to de-escalating situations and people that either didn't handle those situations the best way out of prejudice or didn't handle those situations the best way out of just lack of training or whatever, man. And I know there's a lot of issues, but at the same time, dude, God bless these people that come out and are able to uh, help us when we're at our most vulnerable as as a group and as uh, as people, you know, because I, I think it's uh, it's one of the most heroic things you could do, man, It's is, is go out there and and uh, say like, you know, 
I might die today, but I'm going to go out and do my job. Like how many of us, you know, how many of us go to work thinking that like there's a, in the back of our minds, like, Hey man, we might die today. And that today might be the last day I put on my uniform and go to work. And there are thousands of people that do do that every day. And that's incredible to me. That's in, insane. I People call me a rock star sometimes. They call my other musician friends rock stars uh, because we like to get on a stage and uh, do crazy shit and play music that people like to listen to. And uh, I say, no, man, we're, I'm really not. I don't think I am. I'm just a person that enjoys playing an instrument and I enjoy helping people have fun and escaping and I don't but I do not think in the literal term of rock star that I am in the slightest the real rock stars of this world and of this existence are the people every day that go out oh man I'm choking up and uh and and just like just put they literally put themselves in between you and a bullet you know and it's it's crazy man I don't think that will ever stop fascinating me is is uh you know more than people who are like paramedics and uh and police officers and things like that who who have these skill sets that are just like angelic like how how are people that selfless and that giving um that they because a lot of times the pay isn't spectacular you know it's not like they're getting crazy monetary reward for these things um it's not like they get their own islands because you know it's not like you're a police officer and it's like hey at the end of being a police officer you get your own island or like hey at at the five-year mark of being a cop uh, you get your own island in the bahamas uh it's not like that at all it's just like it's just like a normal job uh so man i don't know man just want to give a shout out to uh the odessa police department and uh you know just anybody that's in that situation uh you know and they're able to stop. Dude, they have to deal with these things all the time. Dude, imagine a job where most days you're dealing with the worst among us. And I don't say that in a judgmental way, like, oh, they're just horrible. But, like, you know, people that have made pretty bad choices, they got, and now they're just like, you know, just, essentially just imagine going out every day and like dealing with 20 crackheads, when, like when you work. It's just like, oh, man, just. I just, you know, no judgment on that or anything, but like how how long would you be able to last in a job like that uh, where you just have to deal with these extremely situ- difficult situations every single day, man? So I don't know, dude. It's just crazy. I'm glad that my cousin's okay. Uh, that's the first – I'm just saying that's the first time in my life where I've ever had known somebody that was involved in that indirectly and – uh it was scary, dude. You don't really think about how frightening that is until somebody you love and somebody you know is involved in that. And so uh, just glad they got out okay, man. It's crazy, dude. These these shootings are happening a lot, man. They're just happening a lot these days. I looked at a graph, and I saved it to my phone that is uh, really fascinating, and it's essentially, uh, it's essentially a graph that's shown the frequency of mass shootings since like 1966. And uh, basically what it's talking about, or, or what the graph showed rather, is uh, just how frequently these mass shootings have occurred uh, up until com- like up until modern times. And uh, it's like a hockey stick graph where like in the last 10 years, these shootings have increased dramatically. And you could just look at the frequency. You could just look at any list of mass shootings and just notice that like in the last 10 years or so, maybe the last six, eight years, whatever, the number has just dramatically risen. Um, and my thinking behind that is, is my first question is, well, what changed? Because 
more or less the availability of weapons and things like that that are able to commit the same amount of damage uh, that these 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 rifles are, be it an, an AR-15. An AR-15 is essentially just a, a, a semi-automatic rifle. We've had semi-automatic weapons available to people for decades. Uh, and so you've been able to get weapons like that, except for a small window in the late 80s, where the frequency rose and dropped in the 80s. So if you say that the assault weapons man in the 80s really affected much, I mean, kind of, but not really. You know, it's a, it kind of, but Columbine happened in 1999. You know, you can't say that the weapons ban uh, really affected them uh, and their ability to gain those weapons that they, that they shot up a school with. So, you know, I don't know, man. Like, we've kind of been able to get the same stuff for decades as far as weapons goes. Um, because a lot of these shootings are, com are are committed with pistols and shotguns and uh, rifles in a lot of cases. Um, but the the availability of those rifles didn't skyrocket in the last 10 years. I mean, it's we and even if they did, there's data that shows that these people bought these weapons from like other methods that wouldn't have been affected by gun control that much. So my thinking is, if the availability of weapons didn't really change, what did in the last 10 years? And I I don't know why why that's not being discussed more i just i can't imagine why that's not being discussed more other than just like you know the fact that media likes to control a narrative in a lot of in a lot of ways because they do you know and uh, left or right the media controls the narrative fox news controls theirs and other news outlets control theirs and uh but i still don't know man i just don't know why the discussion is just like one side is just like, well, it's just prayed away. And then the other side is like, oh, it's all guns are bad. It's just like, well, can we think about other things, though? Can we think about other reasons why this may be happening? Uh, you know, I just I don't know. It's weird, dude. What changed in the last 10 years? You know, maybe it's just the advent of modern society. Maybe we've just grown more complacent in the last 10 years as far as like how how we interact with the world physically. You know, maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. But Maybe there's a maybe there's a reason why there's been such an uptick in anxiety, depression, uh, mental conditions, uh, and these shootings, these violent acts with uh, with men of a certain age and a certain demographic, and maybe there's a correlation between that and the fact that we just don't use our bodies a lot very much anymore and we don't go out and we're not laboring for 10 hours a day we're not going out and like hunting or building houses a lot you know we're not it's a very modern thing to like go to work but like physically do nothing all day i mean essentially you've got a lot of people that do jobs where uh, there, there's not an allotted time for physical activity in those days. That's why you have ergonomics departments with offices where they're just like figuring out ways to like not kill your spine while you're at work for eight hours a day. And you have to, and like you have to intentionally carve out time in your day as a functioning adult to like put your body through physical paces and work out, you know, wake up and go work out or at the end of the day, go work out. And it's just like, well, have we thought about how 
our minds are reacting to to modern day society in a general way, man, especially with the internet. The last 10 years is also the last 10 years that smartphones have been on the rise. Is that a coincidence? It's also a lot of people, we've seen an uptick in a lot of people that are doing, that are taking different SSRIs and things like that and different things that you introduce into your brain chemistry that numb feelings of compassion and empathy towards people. And at the same time, and is this all just a cocktail of things? And is it probably not just because of the guns? Probably. So the, does that mean logically that the solution probably wouldn't be just gun reform. Yeah, probably, because at the end of the day, you can make as many laws as you want, but you're still not going to uh, prevent a lot of people from obtaining the tools that they want to commit these acts. You know, At the end of the day, someone could still grab a car and ram a truck into a crowd full of people at a funnel cake festival. You know, It can still happen. If people want to violently reach out to people uh, and uh, affect them that way, it can still happen if they want it to. You know, the Boston bombings were done 100% without firearms, and it still harmed a lot of people and caused a lot of harm uh, that was spread uh, throughout the media in a very hysterical way. You know, and so all it really takes is like a violent act that's able to be sensationalized through the media. And that person has done their job, and they've set out what they've uh, set. They set out what they've uh, started to. They've wanted to accomplish, really. And so, is it probably a lot because of the guns? Uh, yeah, it's probably it's some of it. It's probably because it's easy to get a gun in the United States. Uh, but is it also because we live in a time where uh, we're able to spread and share bad and good ideas quickly with pocket screens, uh, and we don't have we, we weren't evolved to do that? Yeah, probably. It's probably because on the deepest levels of us biologically, uh, we didn't evolve to live in a world like this. And we're going to have to evolve past, you know, we're going to have to essentially adapt to this is what I'm trying to say. And we're going to have to figure out, you know, ways to mitigate these instances that are still statistically really rare these instances of these shootings is is extremely rare, statistically speaking. But because of the type of crimes they are, they get they just get a lot of media coverage, and probably rightly so, you know. Uh, but most of us can handle this technology. I feel like a lot of people can handle this technology. I can look at my phone screen for twelve hours a day, and uh, I'll I'll just be super depressed. But I'm not going to go kill anybody, you know. And uh, I think, I think you know, all it takes is like 0.01% of the population uh, th that isn't able to handle these things, that, are, that, that do look at these bad ideas and they decide that they want to be a white supremacist or they decide that they want to go like kill a bunch of immigrants in El Paso or something like that. All it takes is like a very, very small percentage of this population to not respond well to this technology that we're introducing into our society at a very rapid rate uh, for th for these acts that take place that's all it really that's all it really takes it doesn't take I mean most of us are able to have this technology and be responsible functional uh, human beings with it but there are a lot of people that aren't and it all it takes is just a very small number and I wonder if we should be talking about that more if, I wonder if we should be approaching this from a biological standpoint and from a neurological standpoint and from a sociological standpoint uh, in front of just instead of just talking about prayer versus guns, you know, 
I feel like our discussions are always so ass backwards in this country, dude. It's it's annoying, dude. It pisses me off a lot. It it's weird. It's dude, it's just weird. I don't know, man. It's weird looking at public discussions and being like, well, why aren't we talking about this though? You know, why aren't we talking about this? And uh, I don't know. It's nice though to have a voice kind of like this where you can kind of I could just kind of rant and you guys can listen to my dumbass talk about stuff. And I'm very grateful you are, man. If you're still listening to this, dude, thanks. Thank you for listening to this, first of all. But I don't know, man. It's it's just weird. What how are we gonna how are we gonna solve this weird problem, man? You could ban all you could ban all the guns you want right now. You've still got like ten to one gun ratio in the United States, something crazy like that. People are gonna be able to obtain these things, you know. Uh things fall through the cracks. You just need a very small number of people to small fall through the cracks. And uh, you've got enough mass shootings to last you another five, ten years, and with a fraction of the population. So, are we really worried about solving things, or are we really worried about just looking like we're correct? Or you know, you really have to ask yourself that. Are we really? Are a lot of people that throw out solutions uh, these days? Are they really wanting to solve the problem, or are they just really wanting to look correct and uh, look morally virtuous, virtuous uh, on the internet? And I think it's a lot of times it's the latter, man. Uh, unfortunately, probably subconsciously. Maybe they think they're trying to solve stuff, but I don't know, man. It's just weird. Just a weird. It's a weird time to live in, dude. Go exercise is what I'm saying. Let's go. Let's all go jog. Let's all find Forrest Gump and let's just jog across America. Let's just all jog across America like Forrest Gump. And then at some point in Arizona, he's gonna stop on the road with a full beard and he's gonna be like, oh, "I'm tired. Think I'll go home now." And uh, and then we'll just go home and we'll all be very much, we'll just all be very healthy. And uh, and we'll get to say that we got to jog with Forrest Gump. So, I don't know, dude. Oh, man, I just got super serious with you guys. Super serious. What do we got? 37 minutes, dude? 37 minutes. Am I crazy for just ranting for 37 minutes, dude? You ever talk? You ever just talk to somebody? Yeah, are you? Do you ever just talk to somebody, and like mid sentence while you're talking to this person out at a social gathering, inside the back of your head, you're just like, "Dude, am I crazy right now?" Is <laughs> that ever talk to somebody? You ever talk to somebody and like they give you a slightly weird reaction while you're talking to them, and you want to be like, "Oh, should I stop talking? Am I am I freaking you out right now?" Because I get that a lot. I, I do that a lot sometimes. I'll be out with like a girl or something. And I'll just be talking, and then she'll just be like looking at me, and maybe her eyes glaze over a little bit, and I'm just like, "Oh, should I shut up? Hey, uh, should I shut the hell up right now? Should I shut up? I don't know, man. We're all idiots. All guys are idiots when it comes to women. I think you guys should know. Basically, that's the moral of that story right there. We're all idiots when it comes to women. We're just, we're just, dude. All guy. Okay, if you're a woman, you're listening to this podcast uh second first of all thank you uh i don't know how you lasted this long but thank you second of all you should know that literally every man that talks to you is a complete idiot we're all just idiots with you we're we we don't know what we're talking about like we're just trying to say shit that hopefully you like uh and that sometimes we get lucky and you're just like oh that was cool i like how you said that i'll bang you and then and then it happens and we don't we can't replicate it we don't know what's going on we like to say we do George Clooney likes to act like he's a smooth talking jive bad boy, but he he has no idea. Nobody has. He just talks quietly. He just says things on Ocean's Eleven like I'll have a whiskey and a whiskey. And then like 
somehow Julia Roberts loves him. But really, he doesn't know what that means. Hey, a whiskey and a whiskey? Hey, dude, just say double whiskey, you know? But uh, but it's George Clooney and it works. So, you know, he could just say stuff and it's, it's cool. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think a lot of times women expect men to have game. And uh, listen, ladies, if you want men to have game, if you're waiting on a guy to get more game before you get interested on him, just move on. You know, just become a lesbian because it's never going to happen. We're all idiots. We're just saying shit. I don't know. You want me to have game? Hey, listen, you're not Kate Hudson and I'm not Jude Law. So, hey, listen, you want me to have game with you? to pick you up. Let's just talk about what we want to do. Hey, do you want to do this thing? Let's go do this thing. Let's do the thing. You want me to have game? What are you, what are you who are you? Vera Farmiga and I'm Matt Damon in the elevator scene from The Departed because of hey, got a got news for you. Not Scorsese. You know who wrote that? Martin Scorsese. Hey, you know who directed that scene? That scene? Martin Scorsese. Hey, guess who I'm not? I'm not Matt Damon and I'm not Martin Scorsese. Hey, you want me to have game and pick you up? I'm not Matt Damon, directed by Martin Scorsese. How about that? You know, you ever think about that shit? All I'm saying, ladies, is just have just have realistic expectations. Hey, you want to do the thing? Let's do the thing. Let's talk about doing the thing. Hey, also text back. You know what I'm saying? Hey, just text back. Hey, just say, real quick, just text back. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, attention, all women everywhere, just text back. You know what I'm saying? Just send a little friendly text back is all I'm saying. And uh, don't expect us to have a game because I'm not George Clooney, not Matt Damon, not Jude Law, directed by Scorsese is all I'm saying. Uh, have I been thinking about this a little bit lately? Yes. Uh, has it been on my mind? Yes. Um, I don't know. That's probably going to be a bit I work on stand-up wise. Don't really know how to do it uh, with stand-up but eh, on the stand-up stage, but uh, I'll get back out there and pro- I'll practice it. Been laying off the stand-up for a bit, man. Not uh, not laying off for a long time. I just This week I've been... This month just switched jobs, you know, but I try not to rush it, dude. Try not to rush too much. It's a weird thing trying to find balance, you know, between your ambitions and, and wanting to enjoy life. I want to enjoy life, dude. I want to enjoy it. I want to take it in. I want to like take in as much as I can before I die. And I know that's, that might be a morbid way to look at things, but it's like, dude, I got another 40, 50 years and I'm dust, man. And, uh, so try to enjoy stuff, dude. That's all I'm saying. Try to enjoy it. Try to have ambitions. I'm always thinking about what the right balance between ambitions and enjoying things are. And uh, and then I'm always thinking about if I even should be thinking of that. And maybe I should just only be thinking about ambitions. And it's just like, man, I don't I don't even know. I think the only way I remedy that is just by like doing things, you know, figuring it out along the way and trying to enjoy that as much as I can. Maybe that's the good, that's the way to do it. But uh, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Dude, it's 42 minutes, and uh, I'm going to let you go, man. You got stuff to do. If you're listening this far, thanks a lot. Uh, like the Third Eye Bly song, you know, when we laughed in the, in the night, it felt all right. Thanks a lot, you know. So uh, I'm going to Stephen Jenkins out of here. And uh, don't know what that means, Stephen Jenkins. It's not a wor- verb, but uh, dude... Hope you uh, have a great week. Hope you uh, have a great... Just enjoy yourself while I'm gone. Don't miss me too much. And uh, I'll be back really soon. We've got some uh, cool episodes coming up. Some great guests lined up, believe it or not. And uh, so I'll be back with some guests. I'll be back with some video. Hopefully we'll figure it out. And uh, until next time, babies. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Hey guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later.